So, um, just checking your memory here. Do you remember when I said we were going to go in order? (laughs) Good. About that, um, I was doing the sign this week, and uh, I looked at, I was like, peaceable, which was spelled incorrectly, if you didn't notice that, if you did, uh, thanks for not saying anything. Um, So I was like, I only have to change a few letters. It's like, great. This week, that's a great Great, great thing to do this week was is to change just a few letters. I could get out there and get done with it. Um, and then I went home, and I had d- done that a day early. So I, I went home and then started working on my sermon because I, I have we've been reading the text and everything, and and so I knew the text, and uh, I'm like, oh man, I already changed the sign, and, and that's the fourth sermon in the in the series, and not the third one. So we are doing a sermon uh, on being reasonable this week instead of, uh, I looked up reasonable, uh, and uh, this was one of the first, just photos to, to, to kind of illustrate, and this was, uh, what, because we're going to get into what reasonable means, and this is just uh, some, some website uh, by uh, Nina Amir, and she has like a thing here, there was, there's so many things wrong on this page, uh, it said, uh, relying on reasons makes it easy, become stuck, become unreasonable. And move forward fast. And, and uh, she has, and, and it was interesting, it's an inspiration to creation. She's an inspiration to creation coach, which uh, looking through her website, I'm not sure what that means, but it has nothing to do with creation uh, from what I could see. She talks a lot about a creator, but I don't think it's the right one. I'm not sure which one. There was a lot of stacking stones and things, so I'm not sure. Uh, and it said, uh, follow me. Uh, and, I, and I thought, uh, no. This is not wisdom that comes down from above, but it is earthly, unspiritual, demonic, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every evil thing, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and without hypocrisy. So I will be choosing not to follow you, Nina. I will be following this one. Because this is... uh, uh, there was other quotes there I could have posted, uh, one by George Bernard Shaw, famous atheist, about being unreasonable. And a lot of people really think it's a great thing to be unreasonable. But God says it's really a good thing. A wisdom from above is reasonable. And um, now, unreasonable uh, is used different ways. Um, not saying they're all bad ways, but uh, that not really technically the concept of what the word means. Uh, for example, as we talk about reasonable wisdom, sometimes we will use it in the sense of being plausible. Some of you recognize this photo. You know, recognize this photo. This was actually a picture of a teacher who had to inform her students that her dog ate their homework, um, which is great. It is reasonable. It is reasonable. Now, sometimes you get challenged yeah, I'm sure the dog ate your homework. Well, it is reasonable, right? It's plausible. And so we talk about uh, reasonable expectations. Or in the negative sense, we might talk about an unreasonable solution, right? It's not plausible. It's not within the realm of what we... That's one sense of the concept of reasonable. Uh, I'm not saying it's totally wrong. There's, there, we use it sometimes more in the sense of 
uh, almost like ethical. Not, I'm not sure if that's the right synonym, but we'll talk about something that is an unreasonable price, right? Like, like we're kind of accusing whoever's selling it of, of being unethical. Like, you're, you're kind of selling that for more than you should be selling that. Like that's an unreasonable price. Or in a negative, like, uh, or we say, that's a very reasonable price. I bought this. Why, why didn't you come home with 50 of them? Well, because it was such a reasonable price. Um, or or we'll, we'll, we'll say, you know, your behavior is unreasonable. Um, and uh, which isn't really... Their behavior has nothing to do with whether it's reasonable or not. It's just bad behavior. So, so, uh, so we want to really get into what reasonable is, unreasonable, all that, and 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 look at keeping in, keeping in mind the this what we've talked about, avoiding the rut. That that James, that the passage we read is talking about the wisdom from above. It is not talking directly about me, right? It will affect me, and we're going to kind of come to that uh, later. But uh, that's that's how we the, the purpose of this is is getting closer to God. And he says the way to get closer to God is is through having the wisdom from above. You you adopt this, you're going to obviously start looking more like what God wants you to look like. Uh, and so that's the secondary trait. But we need to establish the character of divine wisdom. Keeping in mind that this is the topic, the wisdom itself, the wisdom from above. It's divine, so it's not subject to human frailties. That's the first thing, because that's going to be important here in a, just a, a, a quick second. And it's not of earthly origin, so it's not variable, it's not changing. Right? It, it comes from a God, the Father of lights, and we, we kind of wrapped up there. Uh, so... Let's narrow the field as to what it means. These are different. I just went through, I think it's Bible Hub, and they, you can look at all the different, I love that. Uh, you can look at all the different translations. And so these are some of, just some of the translations. This is kind of a, a good field of, of the, the translations for reasonable, obedient, God's Word, uh, Bible, compliant, the CSB. Some of these, I forget what they Contemporary standard, something like that. Anyway, uh, submissive, NIV, willing to yield, the New Living Translation, the Revised Standard Version, New King James, open to reason, ESV, um, uh, easily entreated, that's the King James Version, the Tyndale, the Geneva used that. Friendly, remember Good News for Modern Man? Remember that big fat paperback book in the 80s there? And, uh, and you open it and read it and like, this is, I, vaguely looks like something that might be... Religious-y? <laughs> okay. Uh, sensible, contemporary English version. Uh, well convinced. I uh, think that is the literal standard version. I, I, I forget that one. Um, reasonable, New American Standard and the Berean. So we're going to just kind of narrow some of these out here. Uh, first of all, the last one, um, reasonable. Well, that is the one we're trying to figure out what the word means. So we're just going to kind of... Uh, uh, Get rid of that. We're just going to quickly wipe out uh, the, the, what is that, the good news for modern man. Because friendly is the outlier here. I don't know where they got that. They just kind of like, we want a nice word. Friendly. Uh, the wisdom from above is friendly. Okay. Uh, not always, but. Uh, so, so let's look at some of these more that are kind of uh, within 
the range of looking like they have something to do actually with the word. One through three, while they are good characteristics for a human to have, um, obedient and compliant and submissive, those are characteristics of a human. They're not characteristics of wisdom. Uh, they are... They show subservience to something else, in other words. Uh, it is, it's not a con- uh, so, so let's just eliminate those for just a moment here. And then we come to the next three. The next three uh, suggest actually some sort of an error. I'm willing to yield. Well, why am I willing to yield? It's because it's, it's something I need to change, or, or I'm open to reason. Why do I need to be open to reason? Again, we're talking about the individual, aren't we? I need to be open to reason. Why? Because I'm not always right. Uh, I need to be easily entreated, right? So sometimes people need to be able to approach me. Why do people need to be able to approach me? Because I may not be, again, I might not be correct. So while those are wonderful characteristics for me to have, before I can develop my character, I need to understand what wisdom is. And I'm left with these two, and uh, they're both the literal standard. Okay, so, so the word translated here literally comes from two words that mean good and to convince so the literal standard has kind of more of the actual word in the word uh, that they translate it unfortunately it means well convinced and this kind of points directly to me again like i'm convinced Whereas this is talking about wisdom. The wisdom, it needs to be well, it's like well convincing. Like, like the ability to well convince. And that's what God's wisdom is. So, so sensible kind of almost has the best, uh, the contemporary English version, which was kind of a surprise to me. Uh, because it's not really a version that I, I really subscribe to, having read through it a little bit. But, but the, the idea, it's sensible, it's, it's, it's almost like that. We talked about being plausible. It's, it's kind of more in that area. It's logical. It makes, it makes sense. That, that wisdom, it's, it's a good, remember what we're talking about wisdom. Wisdom is not information. It comes from, it has to do with information. But wisdom is, it's not even the application of wisdom. It's a, the structure that we use to evaluate and to build my life. And, and so... So this idea of being sensible probably is the best one. And so I want to look at then having narrowed this down and got kind of an idea of what we're looking at. I want to look at the nature of God's wisdom. And this is kind of an interesting idea here. In Isaiah 1.18, he says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be as white as snow. And though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. And this is interesting that God says, let us reason together. Just that thought by itself almost sounds sacrilegious. Doesn't it? Like, like God is going to reason with me. Like, like we're going to actually have a conversation where God is open to reason. God's not open to reason. God knows everything. When God says, come let us reason together. He's, this is like, like we're going to have a meeting. You have, okay, we're going to, you're in a, you work and you come to a meeting. We need a meeting. It's important to know what kind of meeting you're going to, right? Some, some of you work in the business. Is this like a planning meeting or is this an informative meeting? 
They did two different meetings. One is you're just going to tell me what the new policy is, or are we discovering amongst us what the policy is going to be? Those are completely two different things. If it's just this is already predetermined, I want to know. Because then I know, okay, well, this is just an information. I'm not here to, put, to give any input. We don't care what you think. Right? That's kind of this type of meeting. It's an informative reasoning together. We're going to kind of, this is going to be more of an explanation of the policy. These are the things you are expected to do. This is the wisdom from above. God's not accepting new information. And so he says, but let's come reason together. Let me come explain it to you. When I say that, um, one thing I want to when we talk about that concept, it's important to know that the why of things, sometimes we want to know why this happens and why that. That's not what this is about, because sometimes God says, I'm not going to explain that to you. That's not really for you to know. But this is the basis of the wisdom. And here specifically, he's talking about salvation, but in a broader sense, the expectations that God has of us that form my lifestyle. Uh, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 8 through 10, he says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, for they did not continue in my covenant. And so I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord, for this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds, and I will write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Uh, I kind of, uh, I really like what you said, Cam. Uh, there's, there's things I hadn't really thought about, because it's like, there's so many things in the Old Testament that are arbitrary. They, they are. They're clearly arbitrary. Sorry, you're, you're, you're a Jew? No shrimp cocktail. Why? No, just cause. Right? There's, there's just all these, there's just all these rules. Like, you, you can't wear a goatee. Sorry, just, it's just a thing. No moral reason. There's just, a, there's some rules, and God says, the time is coming where I'm not going to have that type of a covenant. It, it's not going to be based on those things. And, and there were things that I, I think there are reasons why God did them, but they're not necessarily because the thing was moral or immoral. There were other things. Why can't I have this tassels? And I never thought about, like, why does the tassels have to be like this? Why do we have to do this? And a lot of it was, I think, memory, like, like you talked about. that there were, there were things that are associated, or not even just memory, but associations. Why don't we do this? Well, because those people do those, and those are the bad people. So let's just kind of try to get you to think like the people I want you to be. And so we're not going to do those things. Uh, keep yourself separate. That concept, whether or not the thing itself was wrong, uh, it was just connected with other things that were wrong. And, and, and so to a, to a people just learning morality, that makes sense. But God says, there's a time coming when I'm not going to have a covenant like that. There's not going to be arbitrary things. He says, uh, this covenant is going to be idea-based, in other words. There's, there's nothing that we're going to go, why do we do that? Mm-hmm. Just because. Right? The new covenant is not like that. He says, 
it, it's going to be, the, the laws are going to be in mind, in, in your mind. They're not written in a stone. They're, they're things that your mind can grasp. There's, there's no principle or idea in the New Testament that you can go, it's just because. Not a single thing that we are expected to do. You go, just because. I can explain anything. Because it's loving. Oh. Because it's kind. Because it's moral. Because this. Everything has an idea. It's a new kind of a covenant. Uh, and so, there's fewer principles to teach. You'll notice that the thing is shorter. There's a lot less to teach. There's a lot less to memorize. I don't have to memorize every scenario in which you can do this, and you can't do that, you can eat that, you can't... Like, no. Here's, here's one rule for not eating. Does it cause your brother to stumble? Okay, can't eat it. Right. Simple. I don't have to have four chapters of what you can, can't eat. Wonderful. Principles. And he says, it, this is God's wisdom. It's reasonable. In other words, I can reason based upon it. It is also unchanging. We've, we kind of already talked about this, but uh, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 7 and nine, uh, through 9, he says, He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield for those who walk in integrity. Guards the paths of justice and watches over the way of his saints. And then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity in every good path. Uh, remembering that wisdom is not just information. That's a part of it. Uh, but this is the system. He says, this is the system. God's wisdom produces righteousness. It produce, produces justice and equity. So even in the Old Testament, it was really designed not just to be arbitrary. It was designed with a purpose in mind. Something uh, accomplishing character was the goal of it. Uh, in, in that, there is the ability to comprehend the proper solution. What God wants. It's reasonable because God says it's unchanging. It comes down from me. And so, so it's, it's able to tell me, like, here's a situation. We could, oh, this is, this is a difficult situation. The answer's in there. I'm telling you the answer's in there. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we make it hard because it's, it's hard to do. And we would like to not do the hard thing. And so we try to find the way around the hard thing. And so we make it a lot more complex than it needs to be. And God's like, it's kind of easy to figure out what God wants you to do. But if I can convince myself that it's really this complex, then I can, then I can do what we call establishing a gray area. And then I go play in the gray area. And that's really not what God wants. He says, this is good for establishing. In fact, the, the New Testament reiterates this idea where he says, listen, it's inspired by God, and it's, it, it, it's profitable for all these different areas. Doctrine, correction, reproof, instruction, righteousness, it, it does all of it. That the man, can be, the man of God is thoroughly equipped for every good thing. Every good, every good work I can accomplish and know through God's wisdom. And so, I want to talk then about what it looks like in me. When I buy into God's wisdom from above, this unchanging 
set of ideas and principles. When I buy in, what character will I assume? I will be well convinced. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts honor Christ as the, the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that lies within. But do it with gentleness and respect. This is often used, and I'm not saying it doesn't apply to that, but I, I read this, I've, we talk about a rut, and, and there's a, just in memorizing this, I've memorized this in, you know, as a kid, and it was used to say something, and so that's the way my brain, like I read it, and that's the application my brain wants to make. And this has always been used to... Uh, support the idea of being able to debate ideas back and forth, right? You get that idea, like, always be ready, right? Someone's going to ask you a question, be ready. Know the Bible verses about this, that, and the other. That's not really what it's about. I'm not saying it doesn't apply. I'm just saying that's not what it's about. He says, be ready to give an answer for the hope that lies within. In other words, he says, you, you have a lifestyle choice, Right? We hear that phrase all the time. Uh, you, you've made a life choice of, of being a Christian. You need to be able to defend why you have this hope in you. It, it's not really about theological discussions. Those are maybe come into it. But this is about the source of wisdom that you have inside of you. If you have that, you should be able to explain why you make certain choices. It's about life. It's not about like this theological this debating. I know people that are very have very sound lives and can explain to you. They're very they're very stable. They're not very good at you know. Okay, what what is the this theological thing on the, the not really good at that. But you know what? They're very stable emotionally. They're very stable spiritually. Very productive people. Like they don't really need the theology of all the. You know, well, this group teaches that they don't know that. This is about being able to defend the structure that gets me from here to there. The, the, the way I build my life. That's what I need to be able to defend, most importantly. That wisdom comes down from above and he says, you need, you need that. You will be well Convinced, you'll be confident, in other words. There is a difference between stubbornness and confidence. We need to know that. Paul was waiting for them at Athens, here in Acts 17. He says, His spirit was provoked within him as he saw the city was full of idols, so he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be here. And, and again, he goes through and he's talking about the resurrection. He's not just debating theology. He's talking about the resurrection, the hope that lies within, the, the foundational concepts. I'm telling you, he's walking into, it's one thing to, he's a Jew. And uh, so, so it's one thing for him to go into synagogues. He, he constantly does that. He goes into synagogues all the time. Well, he's familiar with that. It's easy to go somewhere where you're familiar with the topics and, and the arguments and all that stuff. I'm not saying that he was ignorant on what they believed, but, but that, that's one thing. 
It's another thing to walk into an area where you don't have any expertise and make, start making statements. That takes a degree of confidence. <laughs> That's where you find out how much you really know about what you think you know. And Paul walks into Athens. This is the home of philosophy. And, uh, and he, he's like walking into Harvard. And he's going to like discuss... Harvard things with Harvard people. That's where he's at. As a Jew, you do that with a certain degree of confidence in your life structure and in your topic. This is my topic. I know it. I don't care where I'm at. I know my topic. Uh, and and so, so there is, he's not stubborn. A lot of times people who are really stubborn really don't know their topic and, and they just want to argue. And when it comes down to it, they they're, they're only holding on to tradition. It's something they've been taught. And they'll actually avoid those discussions where you can just, I'm just going to sit here and discuss. The next thing you will look like, you will look open to reason. Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpens iron. One man sharpens another. The fact is, is that I am human. I don't know it all. And if I have God's wisdom, I'm going to realize that. And so, we go back to this list. I'm not sure if you're recognizing that all those other translations are really good qualities to have. Not as the definition of the wisdom itself, but as the definition of the human who adopts that wisdom from above will look like all of those things, even friendly, I suppose. Uh, but here, he says, we're open to reason. Why? Because one man sharpens another. A lot of times I think people go into, this, to this, into their discussions of things hoping op- only to sharpen the other side. Like, you need sharpening, right? That's, that's really not the, the, the proper... That's saying, I'm sharp. You're dull. You don't know. I'm going to have to sharpen you. He says, one man sharpens another. I need to be aware that oh, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to go home and study that, right? I'm going to have to look that up, information up. I wasn't ready for that one. So I'm open to reason. Then Similarly, I am willing to yield. This is the translation. I think in this new, new King James. This is the one I grew up memorizing. Willing to yield. Well, if I'm not always right, at, the, at some point that is probably discovered, I need to be willing to yield. Second Peter 3.18 says, Grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. To him uh, be the glory both now to the day of eternity. So... Uh, there's this idea. I'm growing in grace and in knowledge of, of God. It's, again, it's not just the information. That's half of this. I'm, I'm, I'm growing in the information part, but I'm growing in grace. I'm, I'm growing in this structure that, that I'm building my life around. I'm, I'm growing in all of it. Information and the lifestyle choices. I need to grow in those things. I need to get better. 
because I'm human, because there's still improvements to be made. God doesn't need, God's wisdom is what it is. Why? Because God's perfect. He has nothing to change. It comes from him. This, this wisdom, this whole, all, thing, all of it emanates from him. So since he has nothing to change, the information has nothing to change. That's, that's why we, he's, listen, the wisdom from above is all of these things. And the wisdom from above is going to produce all these wonderful things in you. It's going to move us to a healthy lifestyle. Because I'm going to be convinced. And when I'm convinced, then I'm well convinced. I, I, I'm, I, I can be more confident. I reason from a position of limitation. My ability to understand, my ability to discover and experiment. All those things are very limited. And so even when I'm very confident, I can be very wrong. <laughs> I'm very con. Oh, Yes. This is what I studied. I studied this in college. I'm good. That might have been good 50 years ago. That might have been the best that they could do 50 years ago or 30 years ago. I didn't go to college 50 years ago. Whatever the, the point is, we are, it's difficult for me to be 100% confident just in my ability. So I need a wisdom that doesn't change that is what I need to follow. I want to go back to our text. Uh, it says, The wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits. And we talked about how we marry, uh, in, in this passage, we can marry up some of the different positive qualities with, with some, of the, the, some of the negatives, and you can kind of see the effects of them. And he says, he goes at the bottom, he says, It is without hypocrisy. Because when we do not have the wisdom that is from above, there is going to be hypocrisy there. Because, uh, you know, I'm going to fail to follow certain protocols that, that produce a lifestyle that God wants. And so I'm going to have this, this differing, competing logic for, for how to produce a life here or there, this, this choice, this, this priority. And so, if my, if my wisdom doesn't reason, if it doesn't think things out, if it doesn't think about the concepts of the New Testament, if it doesn't think about all these, the, the, these weighty ideas that got, I'm going to get into this idea where I... This is what I do in this situation. And these are the things that I do by road. This, this is the, the list of rules. And we, we memorize a list of rules, like we, we kind of almost like the Old Testament. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to be hypocritical at some point. Because a list of rules, it doesn't weigh ideas out. It doesn't think, okay, here's this situation, but, but in this situation... Is this love? I, I know that technically you're, you're okay to, to eat this food, for example. I know I said this thing. All things are lawful. Not all things are profitable. Right? That's, a, that's an idea. And so it might look like this in this situation, but not like this in this situation. So, so weigh concepts out. 
And in, in doing that, I will avoid hypocrisy. The, the, uh, and, and so I end up being consistent, to put it in a positive side. I'm going to be consistent. Uh, James 1, 5 through 6, we, we've mentioned this before, but it goes so well with this, with this text in chapter 3. It says, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. And this is, goes back again to that idea of, of I, I really want these principles because I'm a Christian and I, I want to adopt this wisdom from above. But I live in a human world and, and human principles are around me and, and I, I, I'm just so inclined to live life based on these values that everybody thinks is so important. And so I can get caught into in two worlds. Um, we express some of the things, and we want to say the things that are divine, but sometimes we want to practice the ones that are are tangible. That I can touch and see. I have to be convinced. I have to be well convinced, otherwise I'm going to be inconsistent. And so I'm just going to leave you uh, today. With one thought, and that is to choose a canoe. All right, the old Indian proverb: "You can't stand in two canoes." <laughs> uh, you, you've you've got to pick one. The wisdom from above, or you know, some some frilly thing on the internet, or or something that everybody thinks that is really so important, valuable, that we build our lives around success and. And financial prosperity and all these different things that, that, are, that, that seem logical in some way. Whatever the, the ideology is, I've got to pick one. But God says, if you're going to pick this one, which is the only really productive one, long term, you're going to have to get both feet into this one for it to be productive. Because it's not going to do what you want to do with it. If you're not wholly, completely given uh, to the wisdom from above.